What's up, everyone? Gentlemen, Iowa State has a new head coach. How are we? Chris, how are you? Um, I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. We had a 6 a.m. flight to get here to Arizona. Uh, so I've been up like 1 o'clock in the morning Pacific time where we're at. But I'm locked into my Uncle Tracy's little den here. There you go. And I'm um, ready to ready to get after it here for a little bit. Right. Um, big news today, kind of news we all suspected was coming after the last 48 hours or so. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about it, and I'd love to answer questions from fans who are streaming with us. And uh, let's yep. let's go. First of all, Jared, you're the basketball savant here. What do you think, man? I mean, I think. Uh... I think this is a good move, man. Uh, I think, you know, I think that we've heard everything that you guys have said, but uh, at the end of the day, TJ Otzelberger is going to get players names and you you can't win basketball games without good players. Um, It's not that Steve Prom couldn't get players here, but uh, you know, I think that there was a a lack in vision of how those players were going to fit together. I don't think that's going to be an issue with Ots. Uh, and I think that this is a, I think this is a huge hire for Iowa state. I think it's going to be one that's successful. And, and I'll say too, I, it would not surprise me at all if this does not end up being a three year type thing, like what Jamie Pollard talked about, just with the reality of how basketball goes and how quickly things can turn with one or two players. Uh, I think that I've got confidence in, uh, in what TJ can do in that sense and getting guys teams and, and making this something that uh, can, can be back where we expect it to be uh, sooner rather than later. And Chris, really so, quickly, I, you, yeah, go ahead, Maddie. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, I know you haven't seen the video, but Jamie Pollard did release a, about a 12, 13 minute video kind of laying out the process of the hire um, kind of went into his explanation on why they decided to, to pull the trigger on coach Otzelberger, obviously uh, when the, when the coaching vacancy came up, when Fred left, he was obviously one of the final candidates. And I think you guys have discussed this, but his lack of head coaching experience was a factor. I know with the, pre- uh, the previous administration at Iowa state, uh, with president Leaf, that was a big issue, but, um, you know, now that he's left, he's had what Chris five, six years of head coaching experience, South Dakota state and had really good success there on a couple of conference titles and went to the NCAA tournament with them. Um, mm-hmm. and he's gotten things back on the right track. I know they haven't had a ton of success at UNLV, but gotten things back on the right track, um, had a decent season this year. So, um, yeah, I want you to kind of break this down, Chris. You obviously know TJ better than both of us, but let's get your thoughts. Too. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, this goes back to 2006. Okay. This isn't, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who I, I, I've seen out there be like, Oh, it's such a quick decision. How do you make it so quickly? Um, th- this isn't, I mean, th- this is a lot of like a lot of things in life where, you know, you start to make, impressions when you're young and you know you you hope to carry that on and it leads to opportunities in the future and uh i remember I, you know i was kind of reflecting on on our flight here today thinking that this was going to happen and full disclosure if you didn't listen to the podcast the other night i'm not gonna hide it tj Otzelberger is one of my best friends okay um this has been the case for a while now uh, i'm not gonna sit here and lie to the audience um we're very close. Our families are close. Um, but it goes back to 2006 for, for everybody, really. Uh, Greg McDermott's hired as Iowa state's head coach to replace, um, Wayne Morgan. And he hires this 26 year old from, uh, Chipola junior college in uh, Florida named TJ Otzelberger. 
to kind of come in and be a recruiter. Right. And, you know, it was at that moment where Jamie Pollard is in year one of his tenure. Uh, TJ Otzelberger is in year one of his tenure. And um, so when Jamie Pollard says these things in the video that he's watched, you know, he's observed TJ from literally from day one of his professional career. Um, mm -hmm. TJ, you know, much of the reason why he goes off to Washington is to get more experience guys. It's to get more, to learn from more than this one or two people. Right. And you go off and you recruit a different part of the country. Uh, he has California background with the, with the pump brothers back in the day. Um, then you go out, you come back and uh, you're here for a year uh, with a lot of those guys that you recruited. You see them through a really good season. And then you get this great opportunity. It's like Iowa state. Uh, just in the summit league, just a, really a smaller version of Iowa state. I've been to Brookings a couple of times. Um, and then you, you know, I, I kind of read it in 2019, Iowa state extends prone. That's when TJ moves on to UNLV. And that's a, you know, that's another step up in his career. My point being Pollard didn't just like stumble into anything. Like this has been 15, 16 years in the making. And um, I, I love it because I, I just think that one, I, I know, I know two things. We see a lot of people talking about this and, and I can answer a lot of these one. Yeah, we'll get to these. We'll get to your questions yeah, here in a little bit. He's going to bring a great staff. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, and I can elaborate on that too. And two, like what Jared said, I mean, he's proven recruiter at Iowa state. And um, I, I, I think that the, coming few years in college basketball with the transfer market with um, name, image, and likeness, all that stuff. I think that relationships are going to be more important than anything way more than ever before. I, I truly believe this. Uh, the one thing I can say that I admire the most about TJ, it's a man who uh, generally will recognize his weaknesses and he'll make a um, hire to compensate that. Right. It, like mm -hmm. he wants to learn, he wants to grow. And, um, so that I, I think that there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of positives here. We're going to keep working on it. Um, as far as getting you guys like staff and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's obviously too early right now, but I think people will be really happy when they see the type of staff that he's going to compile at Iowa state. Yeah. Do you, do you envision him retaining anyone from the prior staff? I, I, I do think, one guy I would definitely look for. It's my wife and daughter. You can wave at everybody. We're on. Um, yeah. There's only 500 people this watching. Is, <laughs> yeah. This is family vacation stream here. Uh, Iowa state breaking news. Chris, why are um, you always gone? Why are you always gone when this stuff happens? <laughs> I, I mean, it's the running joke. It's, it's true. It's so true. Uh, we were on my honeymoon when, um, Hoiberg, not when Hoiberg was hired. Oh man. It was like a, I think he got like three of those transfers. Uh, anyways, what did you just ask me? I'm sorry. So the, so uh, the staff. The yeah. Staff. Anybody will be retained from the prior staff. Oh, I think Micah Byers would be a guy I would circle immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Micah Byers would be a absolute, uh, he's an absolute rock star in that basketball operations role. Um, so he came to Iowa state on Fred Hoiberg staff due to the recommendation of TJ Otzenberger, Micah and TJ were 
together at Chipola Junior College back in the day, Florida. It just seems like a natural. And that basketball ops role is a lot like the weight room coach where they spend so much time with the guys, helping them with academics. They do all the scheduling. He would be a guy like to me that makes a lot of sense. And the other one would be Danielle Robinson, I would think would be an option. They worked together on Greg McDermott's staff back in the day. I know they have a great relationship to this day. D-Rob has been an absolute rock of a recruiter throughout the pro era. Um, and he was, you know, I, I think you have to start thinking about keeping some of the guys that you currently want. And a guy like that would be Xavier Foster, who was his primary um, recruiter. So those are the two off the top of my head. I can't see anybody beyond that, but those two, I would think would be, uh, I'm speaking out of turn though. I, I, I think Micah for sure would be, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to seem I'm speaking for TJ cause I've not I've had any of these conversations obviously, but that's all just off the top of my head. I'll yeah, jump someone, in here quick, Jared. Can I jump yeah, in real quick? So, yeah, sure. uh, Obviously, you guys talked about one of the biggest uh, factors coming in is going to be the recruiting class. I know uh, TJ had a really good recruiting class coming in to UNLV this next year. One of the, I think it was top top twenty, maybe in the mm-hmm. nation. Yeah, um, fifteen, I think. Fifteen. So, it, Chris, do you anticipate, or Jared, maybe do you anticipate some of those guys kind of flipping over uh, to Iowa State at all? I know that's a pretty common thing with coaching changes, but. Um, I know Chris, another guy that you, you love Caleb grill left Iowa state to UNLV. Any chance he might come back? You think Jared, I don't know how that would work. Like I know transfer rules are lightening up, but could, would he even be able to do that? I I'm not even sure. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about this. Um, I, well, I was wondering if we need to take the grill cover back off, fire that baby back I, up, dig, dig the charcoal I, out. But I, I was, I was thinking of two gifts to put out when I saw the news it was the stone cold or it was the grill and, but I didn't want that to insinuate. I like knew anything that I didn't. So I stayed away yeah. from that. Yeah, no. So the team, the thing that's difficult there is I, I don't know that someone who's transferred before would be able to be immediately eligible. Cause I know that the rule is that they're talking about changing is for first time transfers. And obviously Caleb grow would not be. So uh, I think the only way that he'd probably be able to be eligible is if he's a graduate transfer, but he's only been in school for two years. So I can't imagine that he's gotten his degree at this point. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, I think that we just don't know a lot of things about what's going to happen with these rule changes. So like, it's kind of hard to to judge. Um, I, I think that in theory, like it's probably possible, but I don't think I would bank on that unless he's going to come and sit out. He would have a red shirt year. So like that could happen in, you know, like I said, in theory, uh, but I don't think he would be immediately eligible if he did come back. Hey, to, to be honest, I think it's all premature, Matt. I understand yeah, why yeah. fans are curious yeah. about that, but yeah. you got to realize the, I mean, all of these players are learning this for the first time right now just like all we, all of us are. So, um, I don't, I don't want to speak for any of those young people. I mean, that does happen. You're really I mean, David Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jenkins is a guy who went from South Dakota state to UNLV when TJ went. Um, so it's certainly possible. Right. I, I honestly think Jared, like th- this sounds crazy and I, but I want to, I want to see what you think. This sounds nuts for a team that went 0 and 19 in big 12 play, 
But I think the number one thing you need to do is retain a couple of your current guys who you want. You know, that's the number one recruiting that's got to start. Because I, I actually think there's some talent on that roster. Now, I don't think it's a great roster. But, like, what you don't want to do is go into next year having to replace, you know, 11 guys. Because mm-hmm. they've done that once. Right. I watched Greg McDermott go through that after the the end of the way Morgan era with, with how that thing went down. And that you're really digging out of a pretty deep hole at that point. But to me, uh, I would think that that would be maybe the most important thing to do right now is to really key in on that and get your staff assimilated over the next three days, three, four days or so. I just, I know TJ, the staff isn't going to take long. Like he's, yeah. Again, guys, I, I talked. He's as good with relationships as anybody I know, and that's more important than just recruiting. That is a nationwide staff. He will have a hell of a staff. I promise you that. Well, I think that, I think there's three calls ahead, that you got to make if you're TJ. Right, I mean, nearly right away, and you make them all back to back to back. The first one I think is to Razier Bolton, uh, and and getting him, keeping him in the fold getting to know him because he's going to be a key piece of your team next year. Obviously he's well, your, even the, the, the state right now and the statement that Rashir put out on Twitter kind of made it seem like he's kind of locked into Iowa state, but you're yeah. right. I think you got to make sure you got, you got to, that, that's the it. guy who's going to be the leader of your team. I mean, if, if we're just yeah. being realistic, he's the guy who will have been here the longest along with, uh, with George Condit. Um, I think the second one, then you got to get Xavier Foster and make sure that he stays in the fold. Uh, I think that, that he's another cornerstone piece for you. He's someone that you can build around uh, and can be a really core piece of the future of Iowa State basketball. And then the third one is Tyrese Hunter, who is the uh, the four star point guard out of Wisconsin. Um, you know, I think keeping him is crucial because I think that that he is a very very good player. And I think that he's got high end potential uh, for for the Cyclones and. Um, you got to try and build a relationship with him quickly. I know he had a good relationship with Steve Prohm. Uh, you know, what can you do to keep him in the fold, get him to Iowa State, uh, and have him be your point guard of the future? If you can, I mean, I think right there, like that's a pretty solid little base to build from uh, when you've got those three guys. I think I agree with Chris. There's a couple other. Oh, did we just lose Chris? That's all right. We'll get Chris back. Uh, I think I do agree with him that I think that there are some other guys that you can build around. Uh, I think that there's some solid pieces on this roster. Uh, It's figuring out how to put them all together, you know, and it's figuring out how to make that puzzle work. Uh, That's going to be crucial. And uh, but like like I said, I think that you've got to make sure that those guys stay in the fold for now. uh, And then you can start turning your attention towards, you know, the transfer portal or whatever that may be. However, you're going to uh, add to this roster and, and bolster it because it does need an infusion of talent, uh, as we've seen. I mean, you you don't go 0-18 in the league if you've got, you know, the players to compete at a really high level. So a quick question, Jared, this might be for you. I mean, when we think about the hire, too, this was the the biggest criticism, I think, of Coach Ott was that he's just a recruiter. I mean, that's what people know him from at Iowa State. He was the lead recruiter for Fred. Um, But obviously with some head coaching experience, I don't know, Chris, you probably know this better than me, how has TJ developed as an X's and O's coach uh, from South Dakota State to UNLV? How, how have you seen him develop in that way? And how do you think his style of play, as, as Drake Bullog asked, what do you think Otz's vision in terms of style of play will be? How does he accomplish that? What do you think, Chris? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, this one thing I like about him a lot is he – so I get why Iowa State fans think that because he's – always been that guy for them, but it was towards the end of the McDermott era, but really when Fred hired him, 
if you guys remember from Fred's um, opening press conference, he, he said the first thing he did when he was named head coach was retain TJ. And then he actually gave him a promotion to associate head coach. And that was when TJ really started to jump into more of a X's and O's and game plan type of role, really for the first time in his career. He didn't want to be one of those guys that was just a recruiter. He wanted to evolve in that type. And that was also why he left to Washington because he wanted to have that sort of a role on another staff where he could start to learn from more established guys in the business comes back to Iowa state. Steve prone gives him a great opportunity, but that is not talked about enough. Like I, it is so rare. I I don't know. I'd love to ask Jamie Pollard this to, for two guys who interview for the same job, one of them gets it. Obviously the other one doesn't, the one who gets it hires one of the ones who doesn't get the job. It's so rare one for Steve Prome to, you know, to do that and recognize I need this guy's help if I want to win here. And that was really smart of him because he kept a lot of those players like Niang and those guys to really, you know, were kind of lost at that point. Retaining TJ really helped Prome in that sense. So Prome was egoless there. And then for TJ to take the job back after Iowa State had just told him no. You know, and I, I think that says a lot about both of them. But it was there in that year where he was really doing a ton of um, – I, th- I think he may have been like the lead scout on on that team. And then clearly he's been a head coach for the last five years. So I get why Iowa State fans think that he's still the 26-year-old guy who's, you know, getting Craig Brackens and stuff like that. I think he can still be that guy. I like to think of him as the guy who brings Melvin Edgem to town under Greg McDermott, keeps him – uh, for Fred Hoiberg and then develops him for four years and turns him into the big 12 player of the year. It, like you can think of this thing one way or the other, right? Like, uh, I mean, we all, if you have a track record in the public light, like you're going to have positives and you're going to have negatives, but he, he's certainly evolved. And he's, as far as the style of basketball goes, yeah. like this is what Jared, I, I want your insight on this too. I don't know how much you watch Vegas this year. I watch every game. So that's not TJ's style of ball. Like they played slow, they played garbage basketball, but they did it because after last year, um, some moves had to be made. They were a less talented team this year. He was building for the next couple of years there. And um, he was building for the long term, frankly, in Las Vegas. And you know, Jared, I mean, it's like watching Iowa football. We're always like, well, why are they always in these games against these teams that are really good? It's because they garbage up the game and they limit possessions and then it keeps you in it towards the end. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to aesthetically pleasing because he knew if he was trying to play hoy ball against some of those teams that they were just going to get blown out of the gym. So like, don't look at last year's UNLV team and be like, well, that's TJ's style of play because it's simply not. If they get the guys, you're going to be looking at, you know, the Hoiberg type of style. And and that's what I like though. I mean, if you think about um, his influences, you know, I, Greg McDermott, Fred Hoiberg, um, like, why do I keep thinking? I keep forgetting the, the guy who he went to work for. Romar, in Washington. Lorenzo Romar. Uh, but, but nonetheless, yeah, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Romar. we're like a yeah. legend out there. Yeah. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited. And, uh, I think that, I think it'll be a lot of fun once he's got to get his guys. I mean, that's clearly it. I, I, I'm more of a anymore 
Jared, just like coaching to the guys you have around you too, because it's going to be so different each and every year. Like you have to be able to shift and adjust a little bit as a coach and not just expect every team. If you have to refill it with six guys in the spring to play exactly your style. I think that people need to keep in mind too, with that UNLV team, they had seven freshmen on that roster. Yeah, that that's a really difficult thing to have to coach people up when you got seven, seven youngsters out there. Uh, And then, I mean, even last year you had to replace 10 guys. So like, that's where, when you were talking earlier about having to replace all these people uh, in the program, like he literally had to do that. He had to replace 10 people from the prior team when he got to UNLV. And then he had seven freshmen on his second team at UNLV. Like that's not exactly an easy situation to be in. Uh, So I think it's one of those things, man, like I, I expect them to try and play fast once they've got the guys to do it. Uh, And the thing I will say too, like, but you can't be stupid. about it. No, no, you can't be stupid about it. But here's, here's my thing. And this has been my issue that that I've had with Iowa state basketball for several years. and, And I've talked about this a lot. I've written about it. They did not have an identity. They didn't have anything that it seemed like they really did really well. I think that they're going to be good on offense once they've got the players, uh, who can do that. And, um, you know, that's obviously going to take, you got to go out and hit the recruiting trail to do that. That's step one. But two, like, I think that TJ and and his staff are going to put them in positions to be successful in that sense. And I felt like that has been lacking here for the last several years where people just don't seem to fit in the roles that they're being put in. It's, it's Matt Campbell and his, uh, you know, round peg, round, round hole, square peg, square hole, like your players formations place. You know, that's what I always have loved about Matt Campbell is that they're not going to try and force people into positions that they're not going to be successful in. I think that TJ is going to be good at that as well. And that was something that I thought was going to be key for this hire is getting someone in who understands that and not just, uh, you know, saying, well, we're going to run our system and we don't care what people, you know, what people we have in the program. This is what we do. Hmm. Well, what we do doesn't possibly work with what we've got. So you've got to be willing to be adaptable. You've got to be willing to shift how you want to approach things. Uh, and I think that's going to be key for, for them. Yeah, I think too. And that just brought us right back into how critical a staff is too. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that, you've got to have, you've got to have that rock. I mean, I, I think Bobby Lutz was just a God said, Chris. Yeah, Chris is frozen. Um, oh, yeah. He, you know, they work together. Am I back? Yeah, you're no, good. You're, you're good. a little glitchy, but you're good. Yeah, go ahead. Keep back? going. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Keep we, going. We we got the whole family in this one house, and everybody's hooked up to their, hey. you know, all that hey, stuff. Chris, let me jump in real. Let me jump in real quick with a comment we got. Former Iowa State uh, legend Rashawn Clark commenting. Uh, oh, when you cool. speak to TJ, tell him I say congrats. I'll get him info in the next couple of weeks. And then he says, can I be on his staff? There you go. That's our, that, there's your <laughs> well, first there you development, go. Chris. Rashawn Clark, Clark showing uh, interest. If Rashawn's still watching, we were having this debate on the radio show the other day about the greatest dunkers in Iowa and Iowa State yes. history. And I, I had Rashawn. That was my guy. Uh, I'd never seen a dude dunk the way that he did. Man, he was awesome. That's cool that Rashawn was watching. Thanks for watching, buddy. Chris, something that I've, I was seeing on the forums before we, we hopped on here and something that I think is worth, I mean, us discussing and like, you've been open about you and TJ being friends, but there's people Mm -hmm. asking how it's going to like impact our coverage. Uh, I I don't know something, if that's what you want to weigh in on right now, I I told, I wrote on the forums that we've only had a little bit of discussions about that. And it's probably too early to talk too much, but like, do you want to, uh, clear the air on that? I suppose a little bit, if you can. Yeah. I mean, 
to be honest, like it, this is why I'm just being honest. Like I, yeah. um, I don't know. Like we, we're, we're going to figure all that out, but I mean, I can't be reporting on this program. Like that's, I just can't be objective on it. Like he's so we'll figure it out. Um, Jared, you're, you're ready to step. You, you basically are doing all that now. Um, we'll, we'll put together a plan, but I didn't want to jump ahead of the horse either. Cause I mean, just because we're friends, like I didn't even know, um, he was getting the job until today when, I mean, literally my dad, I was sitting outside the pool with my daughter here in Phoenix. We just got here and my dad was on the phone with his friend, Paul. And Paul told him that, uh, had just gotten hired. My dad's the one who told me like, that's, that's how I found out. So I'm it's all your dad isn't the one employee. who broke the news to everybody. Honestly, <laughs> I know, well, he was pretty excited about it. He's more tied in than anybody else. Hey, Chris, yeah. any chance we, any chance we can get this, this segment back on talking to TJ? <laughs> My God, look how young, look how we're, we're both babies. You're probably, you're probably my age there. Yeah. That's oh like my seven gosh. Years. Yeah. Well, and then man, you go back to, um, if you can find some from the McDermott era, we'll probably even look even, <laughs> even worse, but man, yeah. so back when they work. got started though, for real, um, that was when the old basketball offices were in Hilton and mm-hmm. it's where like the volleyball office is now, but that's where the basketball office used to be. And I mean, it was nothing like it, it really is. Again, this is why another reason why I like it is Iowa, Iowa state fans always want a guy who wants to be there. Who's one of theirs who like, this is his dream job. I mean, <sighs> Don't you want to give that guy a shot? Like if you could, if you could, maybe, maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. People lose, people get fired and lose all the time. It's high major college basketball we're talking about. So it'd be really cool if it works out. So I, Jamie kind of talked a little bit about the financial aspect of this too. We talked about that in the the video he released about prone, uh, you know, parting ways with prone. And then he kind of brought it up in the video today, just about it had the hire had to make sense financially. Right especially as you're dealing with COVID um, and the budget shortfall, it seemed like maybe Uh, part of the, can I cut you off really quick, Matt? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead. Breaking news right now out of Lincoln and Chris, this is something that I would be interested to know if you think this is connected. Bobby Lutz is leaving Fred's staff to pursue coaching opportunities. Hmm. Yeah. I would guess he's probably going to end up in Ames then. Yeah. That's that's kind of, kind of what I was I don't thinking. know that for a fact but I know that yeah hold on we'll, we'll like we'll okay. let Chris get on this I mean play. I don't know um but that wouldn't surprise me at all those two are very tight I know the admiration that TJ has always had for Bobby Lutz and that would be an upgrade Jared Lutz has not been on the bench correct yeah he I think he's been the associate I mean, assistant to the head coach or whatever. Basically, he was like what Hobbs was, David Hobbs, for uh, yeah. for Steve Prom, I believe. I'm, I would have to double check that, but I'm like 99% sure. Oh, yeah, special assistant to the head coach is what he was. So, so that's one of those glorified, like you can't recruit and you can't be on the floor, but you can watch film type jobs. Yeah, so it says, when I agreed to join Fred at Nebraska as special assistant, there was positive momentum in the NCAA for allowing an additional person to actively coach during practice and games. That has not happened. 
uh, and then he goes through his whole thing. So uh, talking about why he's just going to get back into coaching. But I mean, that it seems to me that that would kind of make sense that this would have come out today, knowing the connections that they've had. That's why I brought that up. I was, I didn't know for sure. Uh, but I figured yeah, that I would throw I mean, that out there. I mean, I'm not, I, I certainly don't know anything. Um, yeah. We don't know for certain, but, but I was just, that's worth noting. That wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me though, just because I know how close that those two have been in the past. And I know, Again, when I was going through TJ's coaching tree, um, think of this though. I was thinking of this today. The Greg McDermott coaching tree now is three of the four positions in the state of Iowa. It's wild, yeah. you know, with DeVries, with Ben Jacobson, and now TJ. It's kind of kind of wild, but all right. So- um, yeah, I'm going to finish up here because I'm going to I'm going to get we're done with this. Uh, we have a family lunch for the wedding. And then I'm going to write a quick piece, um, about, um, potential staff members. Do you guys have anything else for me before I bounce? I don't, I'm going to write a poem as well here this afternoon. I'm, I'm toasting your show with Ross at three. So, uh, I'll have more reaction to this. Uh, well, call me, I'll come on with you guys. No problem. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. We're we're just programming here on the fly. Matt, thanks for helping us out on the fly, buddy. Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. Have fun at the wedding. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later, Chris. All right. It's Chris Williams. Jared, you want to, you want to break down a few more of these questions we got coming in or do you, uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, the other thing too is, and I know you've talked about this on the radio and on cycle fanatic as well, just is how, how important it's going to be to get a solid recruiting class this year, especially with that open transfer market this year, a lot of unknown, about that, but man, it's going to be so crucial. And I think that's probably another factor of why they, why they pulled the the trigger on, on this hire and letting Steve Prome go is that this is such an integral year. You can really change a program and flip a program. I mean, obviously it's going to take a little bit of time, but if you want to make a quick turnaround, this is the year to do it with, you know, uh, the transfer market is and a guy like Otzelberger who we know can get this area really well. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it, I mean, there's going to be so many good players available. That's the, that's the thing. Uh, it, it is mm-hmm. worth noting that right now, Iowa state only has one open scholarship, I believe uh, for next season from that'll change. Obviously. Yeah. It, I imagine that that, that number will grow here uh, in the, in the coming weeks. But um, I think that right now, I mean, did you see how many kids left Penn state earlier this week? No, there were six players that entered the transfer portal from Penn state in one day. Like that's the kind of thing that's yeah. going to be going on here where there's especially rosters that have got new coaches, not necessarily at Iowa state. I don't know that for certain, but like a lot mm-hmm. of these schools that have new coaches, man, look at how many kids are coming, you know, that are guys that were first team, all Atlantic 10, you know, first team, all mm-hmm. colonial league or all whatever else, small leagues that are jumping into that, um, into that transfer portal, man, this morning I saw a kid named fats Russell, F A T T S Russell. Uh, and I, I think that Iowa state needs to get that guy just because of his name. I, I think he's my new favorite basketball player. So, uh, if I was TJ Altsberger, that would be priority. Number one is going to land fats Russell. There you go. Fats. I like it. Um, a lot of people talking about, um, bringing in Marcus, Marcus Pfizer as a coach. I know he's expressed interest in, and coming back to Iowa State, get Marcus Pfizer as an assistant. He has deserved an opportunity, says Aaron. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We brings in on his staff. Like you said, Bobby Lutz is uh, leaving now Nebraska. So, it's, yeah. so he'll, he'll, be, he'll be available. Um, and like Chris said, probably all signs are aligning to that happening. But 
Um, yeah, a lot of talk, a lot of kale right. grill mentions as well as we talked about, but I don't know. We'll have to figure that out if that can even happen or, you know, I will say I, unless I would be rather shocked if Marcus Pfizer was on the staff, I'm not going to like completely rule it out, but I would say that's unlikely yeah. in, in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's, those are a lot of the questions coming in, obviously an exciting day for Iowa state basketball. Um, a new era has, has begun, but, uh, TJ Outsberger back as Iowa state's well, head coach now, uh, former assistant coach for Iowa State. Jared, you're going to have a full uh, recap of this. I know Chris said he's going to have a column as well, so we'll look for that on CycloFanatic.com. You're hosting KXNL Sports Fanatics today. Yeah, and then we're going to have CycloFanatic Radio tonight. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be on from 6 to 7. We're going to figure it out, I guess. So, uh, Jamie Pollard said there will be a press conference on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow at at 1030. So we'll have a lot more coverage tomorrow. Like today, it'll be – it'll be a lot of analysis and things like that, but we'll have a lot more coverage of, of what TJ has to say. And I assume they're going to answer questions. So that'll be uh, it'll be good to get into those things. Sounds good. All right, Jared, thanks to, thanks for hopping on. Uh, thanks everyone for watching. Maybe over 500 people watching. It was perfect timing, a little over a lunch hour discussion. So uh, a lot of exciting stuff happening in the world of Iowa state news. So Jared, appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll look for cyclefanatic.com for more coverage. All right. Sounds good. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone.